But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire. Back to Lafleur. Oh! In the history of Hockey Night in Canada, 
there have been many great play-by-play announcers. One of the best was Danny Gallivan. Born in Sydney, Nova Scotia, Gallivan was an athlete who excelled at baseball. He began his broadcasting career at a small radio station in Antigonish, Nova Scotia. When the war interrupted, he spent time overseas, then returned to radio as a sportscaster in Halifax, becoming the voice of the St. Mary's Junior Hockey Team. That's where he was spotted by a CBC Hockey Night in Canada producer. When the regular Montreal announcer fell ill one night, Gallivan was tapped to step in. He didn't know many of the opposing players. Then again, it was the first NHL game he had ever seen. Two years later, in 1952, Danny Gallivan became the NHL's Montreal play-by-play man and would hold that position for 32 years until he retired in 1984. final series. This is it. They have boiled this series down to one game. The winner gets the Stanley Cup tonight. And in the net for the Canadians, the surprise starter, Gump Worsley. Now here's Bellevue going in on the left wing boards. He shoots at the rebound. is picked up by Kenny Warham. Warham loses it. It's Russo turning. He sent it away to front. They score! Bellevue. Here's the replay. Danny Gallivan had an utterly unique style and a remarkable ability to describe not just the action of an NHL hockey game, but also its moods and momentum. Without question, he had an original way with words. For example, Guy Lafleur wouldn't start slowly across the center line. He would make his way gingerly across the center line. Goalie Glenn Hall would kick out his pad in a rapier-like fashion. Pucks got caught up in Gump Worsley's paraphernalia. Henri Richard was firing a multitudinous amount of shots. Or there might be a look of consternation on the countenance of coach Scotty Bowman. But more than anything, Gallivan is remembered for the words he made up. Slap shots became cannonading drives. A quick 360-degree turn became a Savardian spinorama. Spinorama eventually made its way into Canadian dictionaries. And when a professor once wrote to Gallivan saying there was no such word as cannonading, Gallivan replied, There is now. marketing also has its galvanisms. Over the years, many words have been completely made up by copywriters. Some of those words became nouns, some became adjectives, while others became the names of famous products. But what you may not know is that many of the words we use in our everyday language began life as advertising copy. You're under the influence.
Like any industry, marketing has its own language. There are familiar phrases. Act now. Limited time only. But that's not all. There are familiar sales. Don't miss Black Friday. Don't miss our Boxing Day sale. Don't miss the Bosses Away sale. And familiar conditions. Unapproved credit only. Must be 18 years of age or older. Offer ends March 20th. But the language of marketing has also coined its own words. Where an appropriate noun wasn't available, the advertising industry would often make one up. Like the word dependability. One of the giants of the advertising industry was one Theodore McManus. He lived from 1872 to 1940. McManus founded two famous advertising agencies, and his work revolutionized the automobile industry. Cars were his specialty, and he was lucky enough to live in an era where the first automobiles were rolling off the lines. Over his career, he wrote ads for Cadillac, DeSoto, Chrysler, Pontiac, and Dodge. McManus believed in creating an image for automobile brands. While other advertisers boasted about the technical features of their cars, McManus wrote about the distinct feel of the brand and the kind of person who would be attracted to it. For example, he once wrote a print advertisement for Cadillac with the headline, The Penalty of Leadership. While the ad contained a small Cadillac logo, the copy never once mentioned Cadillac by name. Instead, the ad talked about how leaders who dare to innovate are open to scorn, that a leader must stop listening to the chorus of naysayers, and, quote, when a man's work becomes the standard for the whole world, it also becomes a target for the shafts of the envious few. It was an interesting piece of writing. Cadillac had just stunned the world with an innovative V8 engine, and it was having some problems. So McManus responded to the criticism with the penalty of leadership ad. It positioned Cadillac as a leader appreciated by leaders. The ad only ran once in the Saturday Evening Post, yet is considered one of the best advertisements of all time. Cadillac continued to reprint it for decades, and in the 1960s, Elvis Presley, an avid Cadillac fan, felt the ad spoke to him on a profound level and had a copy of it framed on his wall. When Theodore McManus landed the Dodge account in 1914, he looked for inspiration in the letters Dodge owners had sent the automaker. One word kept coming up over and over again dependable. Dodge owners loved the fact that cars rarely broke down, unlike the temperamental Ford Model T's of the time. So McManus coined the word dependability. He called it a word that grew out of a fact. The word didn't exist in dictionaries, but McManus's copy said that any Dodge owner could tell you exactly what it meant. McManus not only turned dependability into a word, he turned it into a noun, a thing. He made it a definable quality of Dodge automobiles. It caught on so quickly, it was included in dictionaries by 1930, defined as the quality of being able to be counted on. You can still see McManus's influence in the automobile sector today with the annual J.D. Power Dependability Study which ranks every car brand based on reliability. That, and the fact you can hear the word dependability in almost every second car or truck commercial. 
Theodore McManus revolutionized automobile advertising and surprisingly never learned to drive in his lifetime. The advertising industry created another word for a different category, namely the beer industry. Beginning in the 1960s, the fine print on Budweiser labels said, in part, that Budweiser had a drinkability you will find in no other beer at any price. The word drinkability was coined by the beer company. It wasn't a word people used, and it wasn't found in any dictionaries. While the word drinkable existed, the coined word drinkability did for beer what dependability did for automobiles. It became a noun. And nouns could morph into features that products could own. Drinkability suggested Budweiser had a smoothness that made it pleasurable to drink more than one, a key marketing strategy that promotes beer consumption. In other words, drinkability became a product quality people were willing to pay for. In 2008, Bud Light was under pressure from rival light beers Miller and Coors. So the brand launched a campaign based entirely on drinkability as its point of difference. That's good. Drinkability, my friend. Drinkability means Bud Light won't fill you up. So you get plenty of room for your favorite festival cuisine, you know, like funnel cakes, turkey legs, my personal favorite, baba ganoush. Drinkability suggested Bud Light wasn't too heavy, a veiled reference to the slightly more bitter-tasting Miller Lite, and that it wasn't too light, a knock against the slightly more watery Coors Light. Alcohol advertising is highly regulated, and the few words marketers are allowed to use to describe beer are put through the filters of laws, controls, and intense industry watchdogs. But the word drinkability was so subjective, so vague and unmeasurable, it was given a free pass. Think about how many times you've heard the word drinkability in beer advertising, and you get an appreciation for how widespread this made-up word really is. Bud Light. The difference is drinkability. There are many reasons why marketers have coined words over the years. Think Uncola, a powerful word 7-Up used to position itself against cola giants Coke and Pepsi. David Ogilvie created the word Schweppervescence to distinguish the effervescent taste of Schweppes from other tonic waters. No other mixer has Schweppes bitter-sweet flavor and rare effervescence. Effervescence? You used to call those little bubbles... Schweppervescence, of course. Those remarkable little bubbles that last the whole drink through. When I was growing up, Sirt's Breath Mints had a long-running series of TV commercials with a two-mints-in-one theme. New Sirt's is two-mints-in-one. Stops bad breath in seconds, tastiest mint of all. Yes, only new Sirt's gives you two, two, two-mints-in-one. But along with two-mints-in-one, Sirt's hung its hat on this one word. What's more, Sirtz contains a golden drop of Retson, the miracle breath purifier that makes your breath clean and fresh. But what is Retson? It was an interesting marketing strategy from parent company American Chickle, whose other product was Chicklets. The company launched Sirtz in 1956 and used the word Retson in all its advertising for years. 
Retson sounded vaguely scientific, and Certs framed it as a proprietary ingredient, saying that a golden drop of Retson was a miracle breath purifier. In reality, Retson was homogenized vegetable oil. But back in the 60s and 70s, many brands used a strategy of secret ingredients. It was a way to differentiate a product in the marketplace by creating mystery and allure. So critical when so many products are so similar. Secret ingredients suggested that science, not just marketing, made the product unique. Kentucky Fried Chicken had a secret recipe of 11 herbs and spices. Colgate has something called Gardol. Crest had Floristan. Petro-Canada Gas has Tactrol. Oil of Olay has a micro-sculpting serum. You may laugh, but as I've mentioned before, Charles Darwin proved that even the smallest advantage led to survival of the fittest. And in marketing, tiny advantages can often make a big noise. And we'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're enjoying this episode, why not dip into our archives? Available wherever you download your pods. Go to terryoreilly.ca for a master episode list.
Sometimes, marketers commandeer obscure words and refashion them into marketing terms. That's where halitosis came from. Even though Listerine had been marketed back in the late 1800s as a way to kill mouth germs, it didn't become a runaway success until it turned an obscure Latin term for bad breath into a vaguely sounding medical condition called halitosis. Once upon a time, Chuck Norris was the ultimate man. Chuck Norris was also furry. But years later, when the television show Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came along in 2003, it coined the term manscaping. It was a new word for a new practice of male body grooming. Suddenly, hairless men were fashionable. Shaving brands were quick to jump on the manscaping bandwagon and began marketing shavers for men who wanted to groom their eyebrows, backs, shoulders, and, sometimes, their undercarriages. Today, manscaping is serious business. A recent Gillette study revealed that over 70% of men now shave or trim a part of their body other than their faces. It's delicate work. Yes, it is. Speaking of commandeering a word or phrase, did you know that Colgate owns the trademark for the Tooth Fairy? It's true. Colgate owns those three words and uses them for dental hygiene education. If you go to Colgate's website, you'll find an entire section on the Tooth Fairy. As a side note, there is a Tooth Fairy Index that charts the annual amount of money the Tooth Fairy leaves under pillows. In 2014, the average was $5.75 per tooth, a 27% increase over 2013. Total amount of cash found under North American pillows last year? $255 million. When Procter & Gamble developed a new kind of mop in 2001, the first word it wanted to ditch was mop. So it hired a branding company to come up with a better name. The company toyed around with the words clean and wipe. Then, playing off the fact this new mop made cleaning a quick chore, they mashed the words sweep and swift together, which created... Switch to Swiffer Sweeper and you'll dump your old broom. Swiffer was a brand new word for a brand new mop that now generates over $1 billion per year. As we've mentioned in the past, the word jello was created from the words gelatin and jelly. The letter O was added for two reasons. First, the letter O is appealing to the I. And second, the odd spelling made J-E-L-L-O easier to trademark. While invented words are usually the result of creativity and research, at least one was the result of a flat-out mistake. When Bombardier launched its new two-person snowmobile in 1959, it was called Skidoo. Get on, Skidoo, and go do it. But what you may not know is the snowmobile was originally called the Ski Dog, a play on the term dog sled. Bombardier then printed up thousands of brochures to promote their new snowmobile. Except nobody noticed the typo. The typo that changed Ski Dog into Skidoo. So Bombardier just went with it, creating a new word that would not only brand their snowmobiles, 
It was so catchy, it became a generic word for all snowmobiles along the way. You've heard me talk many times about my favorite advertising of all time, the Volkswagen campaign of the 1960s. It was created by ad agency Doyle Dane Bernback, or DDB for short. The Jewish advertising agency and the German car maker were odd bedfellows, but they had deep roots that went all the way back to 1959. Together, they had made the VW Beetle one of the most beloved cars of all time. Then, by 1990, VW sales were in trouble. Japanese and American cars were taking sizable bites out of VW sales. Volkswagen's new director of marketing wanted to fire DDB. But, out of respect for the relationship, he gave the agency 30 days to come up with a big campaign idea. On the pitch day, VW didn't hold out much hope for salvaging their relationship with DDB. Over the last six months, the carmaker had turned down every campaign the agency had presented. That's when DDB surprised them by presenting the most unusual idea. It was a single word. Farfagnugan. It was a campaign based around a German word that not even the Germans sitting around the table had ever heard before. Actually, it was a compound word made up of two separate German words. Fahren, which means to drive, and Vernugen, which roughly translated to enjoyment. So, Farvignugen meant the joy of driving a Volkswagen. It was an interesting strategy for VW. One of the key reasons it became so successful in the late 50s was because DDB wisely chose to completely ignore VW's post-World War II German heritage. But now, faced with an assault from Japanese and domestic cars, VW's Germanness was considered a unique selling point. So, Farvenugen was launched. It starts the moment you start the car. An experience that's distinctly Volkswagen. The quick acceleration, the sense of control, the car's surprising responsiveness as if it were simply an extension of you. There is a word for this driving experience. Farfagnugan. Farfagnugan. It's what makes a car a Volkswagen. In the beginning, Farfagnugan generated attention. The strangeness of the word caught the public's ear. The day after the launch, the New York Times did a big story on Farvignugan. That night, Johnny Carson talked about it in his monologue. But while it seemed to catch fire initially, Farvignugan had no staying power. The general public never really understood what it meant, and sales continued to drop. Soon, Farvignugan spelled the end for DDB. And VW fired the ad agency that had made them famous. marketing world, maybe one of the most famous made-up words was for another automobile. The year was 1975. The brand was Chrysler. The early 70s had been a difficult time for the car industry due to a recession and energy crisis. 
Sales were down dramatically, and Chrysler was no exception. So the carmaker launched a new model, the Chrysler Cordoba. It was an intermediate-sized luxury coupe. The name Cordoba came from a town in Spain, and the car's logo was actually a stylized version of an Argentinian Cordoba coin. The name sounded vaguely Spanish and exotic. What the new car needed was an advertising campaign to announce its arrival. As fate would have it, Mexican actor Ricardo Montalban was performing the title role in a touring play about a Spanish lover named Don Juan. When the play hit Detroit, Montalban caught the eye of Chrysler and its ad agency, Bazell Jacobs. Noting the actor's suave presence and his eloquent Spanish-sounding accent, Chrysler hired Ricardo Montalban to be the spokesperson for the Cordoba. That's when the world first heard a certain phrase. I know my own needs. And what I need from an automobile, I know I get from this new Cordoba. I could ask for nothing beyond the quality of Cordoba's workmanship, the tastefulness of its appearance. I request nothing beyond the thickly cushioned luxury of seats available even in soft Corinthian leather. And there it was. Corinthian leather. It sounded so luxurious, so exclusive, so European. It was made in Jersey. Corinthian leather was a term completely made up by the copywriters at Bazell Jacobs. But when it was uttered by Ricardo Montalban, his debonair and rolling R's made it sound magical, helping the Chrysler brand to more than double its sales in 1975. For virtually the entire run of the Cordoba, from 75 to 83, soft Corinthian leather was its most celebrated secret. Until the night David Letterman asked Ricardo Montalban about it on his talk show. What is the deal? What the hell is? Is there anything really Corinthian leather? Is that anything? It's, it's just... They found, they found a leather that was very pliable, very soft, and very durable. Uh-huh. And so Corinthian. Oh, yeah. Seemed, you know what I mean? But, but does it mean anything? Nothing. Finally, the Corinthian cat was out of the bag. Advertising has a voracious appetite. It eats up descriptive words at an alarming rate. As someone once said, advertising adjectives are like the blank tiles in Scrabble. You can use them anywhere, but they have no value. New, improved, refreshing, amazing, incredible, and revolutionary no longer have any impact in marketing. A wise ad man named James Webb Young once wrote, back in the 1940s, that exaggeration in ads is due not to deceit, but a lack of skill in striking a true note. Ad people live too much on the surface of their callings and need to send their roots further down into the subsoil of life. I agree with Mr. Young on that. Clichés are too easy. And quite frankly, clichés make a lot of clients happy. And when they don't, marketers often create the words they need. The upside is that a coined word usually has no set definition. So it's an empty vessel that an advertiser can pour any benefit into. Like Retson, Schwepper Vessens, and Corinthian Leather. But no matter what the word is, the motivation is always the same, to stand out in a crowded marketplace. 
And every once in a while, those made-up marketing words do more than just decorate an ad. Sometimes, they make a cannonading drive right into the dictionary when you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly. This episode brought to you by... The new Playtex Cross Your Heart Slightly Padded Bra. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Under the Influence was recorded at Pirate Toronto. Series producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Research, Jillian Gora. Um, do you wear clothes when you listen to our show? If so, have we got a t-shirt for you. Go to terryoreilly.ca slash shop. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.